You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Homeland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Homeland After Show. Hey, everybody, what's up? I am here solo tonight, holla, recapping almost the season finale of Homeland, episode 12, called Big Man in Tehran, here at AfterBuzz TV for you guys. I'm your host, Lauren Leonelli. Thaddeus and Nando couldn't make it tonight. We had a little rescheduling. I am going to quickly go over the episode, give you some of my opinions. Thank God for you all. There wasn't a lot of Peter Quinn tonight. Otherwise, that's all I'd be talking about. Thank you very much. Um, he was just in a little snippet, sorry to say. So I will actually talk about something of substance. I usually do anyway, and I make really good predictions, so maybe you'll get some of those tonight. And I won't have to compete with Thaddeus, but I always win anyway. All right, guys. So this episode was called Big Man in Tehran. We've been waiting all season to see more of Brody, and we finally are getting him. Although, sadly, the season is ending. Oh, it's just so heartbreaking. And then we have to wait like a year to watch. This is just so – it's so short. It's like – it's like – this, I feel like I, I might, I've never been addicted to a drug, thank God, but I feel like this is like a little bit like a drug. Steven, you have not seen Homeland, correct? I have not. Well, it's like heroin, basically. I think. Then I might like it. Then you might like it. And Brody, actually, speaking of heroin, <laughs> has kicked the old heroin habit. So he's back. He is in Tehran. He is trying to oversee this operation. He He's the guy that's going to come in and kill Akbari and take the dude out so Javadi could come in as uh, as basically a, a, a worker for the CIA, a guy that they have turned so that he can be the head of what is going on there and we can, America can, can be in on all of the information and try and take it all down. Um, that's the goal. Now, of course, you know, there's always a million things that goes wrong in Homeland, and it's so... I was so stressed out at this episode. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I was watching it at a friend's house, and I had to hold on to their dog very tight, who I think probably avoided me for the rest of the evening because he was freaked out, and I may have pulled a little fur out, but um, I, it, I, it was, I'm so stressed out. It stresses me out. So let's talk about what stresses me out. All right, so now we know Carrie's in Tehran. So that's, to me, a dead giveaway that something's going to go awry. Now, sometimes when things go awry with Carrie, it's for the better. She will stand by this loud and proud that she's always been right about Brody. Right now, I feel like I know where they're going with this um, and her being right or wrong about Brody. I'll get into that in a second. But I feel like she's not right about Brody anymore. Maybe she was in the past. I don't think she is anymore. Um, okay, so so Carrie's in Tehran. We know they're watching her because Saul makes a comment about her wearing a headscarf, um, which, you know, she's trying to blend in. Her hair is darker. And 
uh, he they've got camera or eyes on her hotel room and you know wherever else they've got help um on the on the ground and um they've got brody so there's people everywhere um and they're all kind of blending in and trying to help and be a part of this collaborative process so brody's supposed to meet akbari and he is supposed to take him out by injecting him with cyanide um carrie meets with these two dudes that are obviously local and they're, you know, working for, I guess, the CIA or she's optioned them out. They give her the, the syringe. She passes it to Javadi, who then gives it to Brody, who is being questioned over and over again by Akbari's people, who Javadi is supposed to be working with, according to Akbari's people. I hope I'm not confusing you all who watch. It's very confusing. Sorry, Stephen. You're probably bored. <laughs> You, no worries. You have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> so they're questioning Brody. And I was wondering at that point, like, is he, is he, this is where we start to see him really just beg and plead, like, I'm just here for, to find asylum. I am, I, I am Nicholas Brody. I bombed Lang, the, uh, and killed a bunch of Americans at Langley. And I am here to seek asylum. You always wonder, is he, yeah, maybe he's saying that that's his cover. But there's always a part of me that's like, dude, he really is, maybe believes that. Now, whether or not he actually does flip-flop in his own mind or the character has always had one vision and he just lies to everyone around him so the audience doesn't know, I don't know. But I think he's – I think he wants to be there. I think he wants to be done with this fight. The only thing that makes me question it is that he is so – so heartbroken about his daughter Dana and I don't think that he would like flee America and never get to see her again that's the only thing that makes me question whether or not he really does just want to be done with any connections to America CIA and um and the Marines and just be in Tehran or wherever and and seek asylum and live the rest of his life no connections so he's there he's playing this part um, and he actually, he's like, he's like a celebrity there. It's like, he walks out on the street and it's like, um, TMZ's following him or something. Everyone's like taking pictures with their camera phones. They know who he is and he's welcomed with open arms, which I think also, if he is flip-flopping is making him really feel like, dude, I could live here. If I'm in America, the CIA is constantly watching me. I'm never going to get to live a regular life. Everybody knows me in America. Everybody hates me in America, including my daughter. Why would I go back there when they're welcoming me here? He believes um, – it practices the religion they practice there. He's feels at home. He lived there for the past however eight years that he was you know, being held captive. I feel like he would rather be there. Um, so we also on um, – in between this all, see that Carrie has met with Farah's uncle, and uh, he's not really too clued in at what's going on and really doesn't even know that Farah works for the CIA. Obviously, most of these people can't divulge information and um, about their jobs to even family members. So now Carrie kind of fills him in and says, look, you know, she's not she's not fighting against your country. She's trying to help everybody out. She's in America. She is working for the CIA. Farah's uncle gives her a phone. Now she's able to communicate with Brody. Um, and 
And so uh, she's got that connection as well. And I, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe that's also where she met the two guys that are going to help this operation when Brody actually gets dropped off to meet Akbari. And um, and that was set up by Javadi, who said, I think it would be best if you spoke with Brody yourself. If you don't believe that he's here just seeking asylum, maybe sit down and meet with him yourself and see what you feel. And that meeting was supposed to be where Brody was going to inject him with cyanide. Now, we get to this situation. The two guys that are helping Carrie, Carrie's there, which I'm like, she does not really blending in just because she's wearing the headscarf and everything. I feel like Brody's going to look over and see her, but he doesn't. Um, there's a crowd of people surrounding uh, Akbari. His people kind of make this blockade in this little court area. It's like a street with houses and stuff. Um, it looks a little urban, and Carrie is watching this all go down. She's on the phone with the two guys that are creating a diversion. So they are going to uh, – they have a motorcycle bomb like around the corner. They're going to let that off, create a diversion so that Brody can get close enough to inject the cyanide in Akbari. This never happens because as Brody's walking up to Akbari, Akbari – just nods his head and walks away. I don't now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know why that happened. Why would he do that? I mean, I guess maybe he thought something was up. I don't know. Anyway, so the motorcycle bomb never went off. And um Brody this is when he is there's a lot of attention on him. Everyone's taking pictures with their camera phone, all of the above. So Brody is starting to get really comfortable. He's going on their national TV. He's, um, you know, speaking Farsi and talking about how I'm assuming there wasn't, I don't think subtitles for the parts where he was being interviewed on TV, but I, I'm assuming he was basically saying, I'm here. I want to be part of the country. I'm seeking asylum. I, you know, took out people at Langley and I, and we don't even know if he really did that. We don't even know if he was responsible for the bomb or not. Um, and, the CIA decides, of course, Lockhart has a heyday with this one. He's like, Saul, this guy is a risk. He's not doing his job. He's gone rogue, basically. We need to, he needs, we need to be done with Brody. He doesn't really say it, but he's like, we need to take him out. We need to kill him. So they, uh, Saul is like so disappointed that this plan that he devised and he's worked so hard and he turned Javadi and he, has Carrie there, and he's just like, he's got a certain amount of time to get this done before Lockhart comes into play, and he's just feeling the pressure, and he is just like, dude, screw it. I personally believe that the only reason that Saul's ever really given Brody a chance is because of Carrie. I feel like Saul loves Carrie, and he knows that Carrie loves Brody. And I think that it gave Brody a little more time with Saul. Um... Also, I think that, you know, Carrie up to this point has been right about Brody. And I think that also helps the case because I know that Saul and Carrie share a deep love for fighting for America and for the CIA and for their jobs. And I think that, again, that gave Brody a little more time in Saul's eyes. Carrie's away. She's in Tehran. Saul's fed up and Lockhart suggests to take him out. And Saul does not hesitate. He's like, yeah. He's done. Take him out. 
So I start get re- getting really nervous. I personally didn't think they were going to take out Brody. But then you also, your mind starts running. You're like, this is almost a season finale. Maybe they are going to take him out. And there's going to be someone else that's going to come in. You know, they took out Abu Nazir. And we thought, what are they going to do after that? So I'm like, oh, snap. Oh, my God. Even if they don't take him out, you know it's going to get stressful. It's about to get really stressful. I kept hitting play on the remote to see how much time there was because at this point, I think there was like 20 minutes left still. I was like, oh, my God, something major is going to happen. I was so freaked out. So so Brody, they know that Brody, because they've got eyes everywhere, they know that Brody is um, going to pray uh, at a certain Ma, but a, he, there's a certain place that they know he's going. Um, is in a mosque, I believe, and and in a certain area, and they know he's going there. And what time? And so they're like, "We're going to do it there." Meanwhile, Carrie is not really clued in on what's going on. Um, of course, Saul can't tell her because he knows that she would not let that happen. And um, she has a feeling, I think, obviously, because she ends up. Uh, he, uh, Saul tells her to get on a plane and um, and come home, and she knows something's up. You know, Carrie, she's always, like, paranoid about – well, maybe paranoid's not the word. I think she's extra sensitive about Brody. So as soon as somebody star- – as soon as a mission starts to go awry, she's already – her wheels are already turning about – why am I being given different directions? Why? Where is Brody? I mean, her main concern is Brody. I don't know if it's Brody or like working for the CIA. I feel like Brody takes a little bit more precedence. Also, we should point out, I should point out, I can't say we because I'm by myself. I should point out that Carrie is noticing that she's showing her pregnancy. It's getting hard for her to hide um, visually. She looked at her reflection in her like sliding glass doors. I think while she was on the phone with Saul and he was saying that he could see her from from Langley, which was interesting metaphorically, I guess, because I get I think that like I said, Saul and Carrie are very connected. Um and she she noticed that she looked at her reflection and noticed, oh yeah. There's a little bump there. So she's going to have to start getting real creative. I kept saying all season that she's going to say it. She's going to say it when, you know, in a stressful situation where, you know, Brody is, you know, when he was out on the field and he was trying to get to the border, I thought she was going to say it then. I thought she was going to tell Peter Quinn when he shot her. I mean, there were so many moments for her to blurt it out. I'm just wondering how it's going to come out. Um, But, yeah, she's going to have trouble hiding this much uh, for much longer. So... So Carrie decides, okay, Brody is in trouble. She just, she goes off on her own and she tries to warn him. She goes to, uh, the, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody call in. I think it's the mosque is the correct term for, uh, where he, Brody is going to pray. And, um, he, I think Carrie goes to talk to Brody. She doesn't – I don't think she realizes at that point they're going to kill him. I think she thinks that, but I don't think she thinks it's going to happen right then and there. I think she is trying to warn him, you know, this is going awry. We should – let me help you. Let's just get in the car and go. And and he is like – so she calls him. Um, uh, Farah's uncle draw, gives – passes Brody a phone. So he he's in – he's helping. He's actually becoming an asset. He – hands Brody 
the phone and it rings and Carrie answers. Brody walks away from – he was with some people he knew. They were going to go pray. He walks away and Carrie says, hey, I'm over here. Listen, this is going awry. I think we just need to go. And he's like, go where? Where, where, where? And she's like, let's just get on a plane and go back to America. And he's like, I <laughs> – I mean, we know Brody doesn't want to do that. If this mission doesn't play out, he's he's like stuck in purgatory there. He has to stay in hiding. They're going to train him to do something else or they're not. Or they're just going to be like, dude, we're done with you. We devised another mission that you're not part of. And you're basically just screwed because everybody here hates you. So we all know that Brody does not want to go back to America. His choices are to stay in Tehran and seek asylum, which I think is what he really wants to do, or play this mission out. And I think that he morally doesn't want to do this. Um, now, once he figures out that Carrie in this moment is like, oh, shoot, it's happening right now. Look at those two guys over there who Carrie knows because she worked with them. They were supposed to be the guys with the motorcycle bomb diversion. She recognizes them. She's like, those two guys over there, one in the leather jacket, da, 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 they're trying to take you out. Brody in that moment, I think, decides, do I want to stay here and die? Or do I want to finish this mission so that I can maybe have some sort of, I guess, for lack of a better word, asylum in America? I think that he probably would rather just give up and die. But I, I'm going to say and make the guess that Dana is its what's keeping him alive right now. Unless Carrie would just tell him that she's pregnant with his baby, who she claims it's not his baby, but we all know it is. I feel like that would have been a moment and that is, was another moment this episode where I was like, dude, she's going to tell him. She's going to tell him. And then she didn't. He Brody flees. He runs. He goes to um, – uh, to oh my gosh. I can't think of – Abu Nazir. There's so many names floating around in my mind. He goes to Abu Nazir's wife who we saw him speaking with um, earlier in the episode, which is another inclination in my mind that kind of makes you think, okay, Brody's turning a little. He's, you know uh, – He's friends with her. He has a relationship with her. Brody has some things established in Tehran and in the area. I just feel like he is feeling like it makes more sense for him to just stay there. If given options, that would be his first choice, I believe. So he goes back to Abu Nazir's wife and he says, listen, I need to get to speak to Akbari. Um, and he, he tries to hide out in there because he knows those guys are chasing him. He gets... I'm not remembering how he gets to the offices. I guess she must have – for some reason, I can't remember. Again, call call in if you guys want. We've got you know a couple more minutes. I'm just wrapping up. But um, what is it? 424-256-1729? Yep. Steven? If you want to call in and tell me, I'm blanking out right now about how he got to – the building where Akbari was and Javadi was there too. And I don't think he, Javadi knew that Brody was coming because he looked a little surprised when he saw him in the hallway. Um, and at this point, we don't know what he's doing. I, I felt in my mind, once Brody decided to run and not just say, all right, just kill me. I'm done. Uh, I felt like he was like, I gotta, I gotta take Akbari out or I'm screwed. 
like I have no choice. I either die or I take up Akbari out. That was what I thought his options were at that point. And I felt like as he was running and fleeing, I felt like he was going to go and meet with Akbari and kill him. But I wasn't positive because you just never know with this show. So he gets there. He's in the office with him and he's talking. He seems really emotional. I still feel like, again, he's maybe playing this part that he's like seeking asylum in Tehran and he's all about it. He doesn't want to be American or associated with the CIA or the Marines or America. And as soon as Akbari mentions uh, Abu Nazir you see this like emotional change in Brody and he says, you see it in his eyes. And these are the type of things that I love about this show because these actors make the like slightest, tiniest little choices. And you, it's like so subtle and they just make these little, you can read what they're thinking in their eyes or with just like a twitch in their cheek or something. And it's so good to watch because at that moment you knew something was going, Brody's wheels were turning and he picks up that ashtray and he just takes out Ekbari silently, thank God, because you know there's people in the other room. If they walk in at any point, Brody's done. He's, he knocks him out and then suffocates him with the pillow. And I don't know if he heard somebody coming or not, but he obviously he needs to get out of there. And he calls Carrie, tells her that he finished the mission, and he needs to get out. So now that's where we're left. Somebody's got to get the hell in there and get him out. So he can come back to America. I don't know what's going to happen or I'm really, really nervous. I'm still really nervous and I was really nervous watching it. Um, I'm going to make some predictions, Stephen. So let's move into. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead with predictions by myself. And now you're after Buzz TV. All right. I think they're going to get Brody out. I think he's going to be okay. My prediction is they're going to get him out and they're going to go back to America. I don't think that Brody is done with this like whole thing and his connection with Dana and wanting to get back there. I know that I've said this before. I really feel like Carrie is going to tell him she's pregnant. I mean, it's like the bet she has. It's the season finale. I mean, Stephen, don't you think that would be like a good bald bomb to drop if for lack of a better term for the show if you will for a season finale like hey by the way you're my baby daddy i mean yeah yeah i mean this every episode in homeland is like a season ending cliffhanger they always in every episode so for the season finale they got to really bring it and um i think that she's going to tell him that she is pregos magagos that's what i think and also um you guys, thanks for, uh, you know, again, next week. Oh, by the way, next week we're going to kind of recap this again with Nando and Thaddeus so we can all kind of be on the same page and then we're going to go over the season finale. So tune in for that. But I wanted to say thank you for tuning in and listening and watching all season because this show is amazing. We know it has like a bunch of super fans. We're super fans. So I just want to shout out a couple of people like Lois Elfman. Thank you for all your tweets all the time. Sorry we weren't on Sunday night for you. But yes, there was not enough Peter Quinn. Okay. I'm with you on that. And yes, I am saying it. And um, like Adrian at Watch Tower Base, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for all of your support and your listening and watching. And anybody else go on iTunes. Rate and comment. Tell a friend. Keep the convo going. We're here for you guys. So we love hearing what you guys have to say and what you guys think of our show. 
All right, so next week we'll be back with the season finale of Homeland. So sad to see it go, but I know it's going to be an amazing episode. We'll have the whole crew here, Nando and Thaddeus and I, on our regular time Sunday nights at 10 Pacific Standard Time. So we will see you there. I was so happy to host the the show solo tonight, missing my crew, but I had to talk about it because it was stressing me out. All right, guys, thank you, and we will see you next week. I'm your host, Lauren Leonelli. You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vine, and my website. See you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. Thank The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite After shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here, and be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.